Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tahir Hamed, and today I've got Justin Weller here. Thank you for being here, Justin. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm real excited for this. Been looking forward to it for a little bit of time, actually. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. We I've added I added Justin on LinkedIn since I knew we were going to do the podcast. Like ever since then, every time I log in, there he is. He's on there. <laughs> so talk about good marketing. Justin's got it. His videos are super, you know, like short, informative, you know, and, and really helpful. So we'll kind of get into how he does that as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess let's uh, we'll just jump right in, Justin. Can you cool. uh, can you give a little background as to, you know, you know, what your position is, where you work, uh, any, any kind of background? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, uh, I, I work for, for an organization currently, uh, called black point cyber. I'm, I'm the director of business development for them. Uh, what we are is we're a, a managed detection and response company. Uh, however, uh, I actually come from the MSP space myself, uh, as a oh, matter cool. of fact, I kind of, I took the track that so many people do. I was your, your level one tech moved into your level two tech role, came a, a service desk lead for a, a decent sized MSP in Orange County, California. Uh, did some project engineering for them, project management. And then uh, my most recent life before moving into the, the vendor space uh, was uh, I owned and operated an MSP as a one man shop for, for about a year and a half or so. Uh, so, so definitely understand the challenges that, uh, that come with MSPing, if you will. Yeah. I love how common that is. Like a lot of, a lot of the, these like, you know, like really well-known vendors, partners, like I, I interviewed them like, Oh, I, I am an MSP or I used to be an right. MSP. I'm like, I love how common that is. Cause it's like, people love the community so much that even when they right. leave being an MSP, they're like, yeah, I still want to be in it though. Like, yeah, so that, that actually, that actually made a really, really big, there's a really big reason as to why I chose the vendors that I chose to work at uh, post MSP space. They were very, uh, very MSP focused, a hundred percent for the most part, uh, focused only working with MSPs. And um, truly, that that's where the market's going. I mean, most of these organizations just don't don't have the budget for one IT person. So you know, why would you budget for one IT person when you can have an entire team for a quarter of the cost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny when I started. Uh... When I started Alltech like seven years ago, no one even knew managed service provider. No one even knew the term, right. which makes sense because it's kind of right. like an, an you know term that managed service providers use. Sure. But now, like in the RFPs and in the prospect meetings, they're like, yeah, we're looking for a new managed service provider. I'm like, wow, it's so ubiquitous now that even the prospects are using the terms we use. You know, it's because right. you're right. It's like everyone's like, yeah, there's a huge advantage to doing this. Yep. Um, There's a major advantage for sure. And I think that just like anything else that's new, like you said, 10, 15 years ago, that switch from, you know, break fix to VAR to, to MSP, it's just about education, right? As, as you get, people get more educated, they kind of understand it. And I'm seeing the, 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 the more progressive and forward facing uh, MSPs that are out there are generally going to be the first ones trying to educate the people to, to make the move to what's coming, you know, going where the puck is going to be, as opposed to focusing on where the puck's at. Yep, hundred percent. We did a uh, a recent episode on Microsoft three sixty five business premium. A lot of MSPs are doing it great, but a lot of them aren't, and right. that has been such a differentiator for us. We are just with that one conversation, we're staying ahead of our local market anyway. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into Blackpoint. Right. Um, I, you know, we use Blackpoint. Yeah. It's funny. We evaluated. Oh man, I'm I'm going to tell the whole. I'm going to keep it short though. So. <laughs> 
we evaluated Black Point and like we loved it, loved it so yeah. much. And I was like, oh man, that price point. I was like, oh, it's kind of, I don't know. So we went with a different vendor mm-hmm. and we rolled that vendor out to a lot of clients. And after a year of just complete headache and frustration, after, mm-hmm. you know, we spent so much time evaluating vendors, we chose this one and we chose wrong. And instead of like just trying to stick it out because we invested in so many time, so much time and money and effort into it, we we ripped the bandaid off and went to Black Point. Yeah. Wow. What a great decision that was. And it's like, why didn't we do that at first? Like we can't be scared. Like there's a reason there's a premium service, right? Like sure. it makes it easier. So just wanted to give the listeners like a reason, you know, I like to bring people on the podcast that we use and we know and we trust. Um, and we love Black Point. So Black Point seems to be everywhere right. as of late. Like they really are. So yeah. what was y'all's go-to market strategy? Like how old are you? How old is Black Point? Like what how did y'all become so prevalent so quickly? Yeah, no, I uh that that's a really fun question to answer. You know, we we actually um we've been around for about 7 years as far as our go-to market time goes. However, uh we spent about three and a half years and $8 million plus uh, actually developing the Blackpoint software before we even went to market. Um, and really the big reason behind that is, is, is uh, I got to brag a little bit on our CEO and founder, John Murchison. He's got uh, 12 years experience in, in the NSA. Basically he's the kind of guy that like did stuff that if he did it correctly, we had no idea that it ever happened as the public. Right. And so he got to kind of see some stuff on the 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 other side uh in the 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 public sector there that um just was kind of scary right it's just the reality i never thought that we'd be in a spot uh as it professionals where we literally had to worry about nation states attacking small businesses but that's just where we're at today unfortunately so um you know our our go-to-market strategy essentially was this we wanted to make sure that we provided msps the ability to have an elite threat hunting team nation state or nation grade or sorry nation state grade level security that is what we wanted to deliver um and we're doing it primarily through MSPs uh and really our entire marketing strategy is focused on working for MSPs you know we do have a couple of organizations that you probably know of that that uh that aren't uh an MSP however uh that's they came to us kind of a thing, right? We yeah. didn't go market to them, but our 100% strategy is really the channel and, and we love the channel. Nice, nice. So engaging the channel, going to these events, yeah, trying to get the right partners. That's awesome. That's it's fantastic. Exactly yeah, I, it's working. It's working. I see you guys everywhere. Um, And then, you know, there's, it's, you know, you mentioned like in front of the puck. So MDR seven years ago was definitely in front of the puck. Even now it's oh, kind of, sure. you know, even yeah, now right. it's kind of in front of the puck. Right. But there is starting to get, um, yeah. you know, in the last few years, some some crowded, some crowdedness. So, but y'all are still growing, right? It's still working mm-hmm. great. So what yeah. is y'all's, how did y'all position yourself and get a differentiator? Because that's something MSP struggle with. They're like, sure. oh, I'm in a really competitive market. I'm really competitive marketed. So yeah. are we. How did you guys find your differentiator and what is that? Yeah, I think our differentiator is the fact that, that we're going with an entire ecosystem, right? Obviously, the, the core of our solution is the managed detection and response. That's where we've got, you know, an agent sits on a particular device, sends telemetry back to our 24-7 US-based SOC team. 
Um, but that's going to be, you know, the the table stakes today for MDR, right? There's a couple of different other things that we offer as far as like, you know, cloud defense for M365, uh, managed Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, the, the ATP one that comes with, for instance, business premium and the E5 licensing, that kind of stuff. Uh, logging, compliance, vulnerability management from MDE as well. So Mac agents, right? Being able to actually a- isolate Mac agents. So having this whole ecosystem is really what it boils down to. And, and probably my favorite thing that I like about Blackpoint and and you know what I've been most excited about is when I was running my IT organization you know where or working for one um we would always have these vendors right we would get this new software this new toy we'd love it great new toy and then a year and a half later it's the same exact software it's the same exact toy not that it's bad it just hasn't really changed and you know with Blackpoint we really understand that security it the the target keeps moving and so we need to as well. So that's why we want to continuously add feature functionality to these to this ecosystem entirety. And and really, I think the biggest piece though that separates us is is we really try to focus on the R portion of MDR. We really want to focus on the response side of the house. Getting an alert is great, uh, but at the end of the day, right? I want to make sure that like if I know someone's house is on fire, well, let me put that fire out first, and then we'll tell them that their house was on fire, right? And we'll <laughs> we'll point. give you some ways to clean that thing up. So. I think that's really what's going to separate us more than anything else is that's our number one focus is the response side of the managed detection and response. Nice. And I like how you said U.S. based, um, you know, I think that's a differentiator, you know, because I think, you know, once we use and other people like sometimes it's it's all over the place. So it's nice to be like, oh, right. yeah, it's U.S. based detection. Um, I got to hand it to your marketing, too. Like, it's just nice. It looks good. You know, it's like you know, it just, it's, it's just memorable. Like the, yeah. the colors and all the cool graphics and stuff. Like I give unify props too. like unify came in with those sleek switches and those sleek sure. APs and like companies like that have a look like something that just makes them stand apart. Like that alone can be a huge differentiator. So y'all, y'all got that going for you and it looks really sleek. Thanks. Also, the team's backgrounds, like the first time I did a call with one of uh, <laughs> those reps, they had like some sweet conference room system. And I was like, yeah, this team's background. Since then, we all do it now. Everyone at yeah. Alltech and everyone yeah. at MSB Camp, we all have Good. those cool backgrounds because it's like, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we? Like that just adds that layer of, of professionalism. Look at us providing value all over the place. All yeah, over I was like, place. I'm stealing that. <laughs> it was actually Tom, the CEO. He sends me in pictures like, can we do this? I'm like, Tom, I can do that in like five minutes. Yes, it's it's more of the idea, right? Like, it's a great idea. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I kind of I kind of want to move in a little bit into your own like personal um, branding. It's like I said, I, met, I added you on LinkedIn. I see you all the time. Yeah. And I've seen, I do see MSPs trying that. And some mm-hmm. are really succeeding at that. So. Yeah you know, you always get a lot of engagement on your videos. Um, So what, any tips on like how you do that with your own personal brand on LinkedIn? Sure. I mean, really just keeping it personable and 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 valuable. Kind of like you said a little bit earlier, right? 10, 12 minute videos, there's no one's going to watch those. You know, uh, we really want to try to make sure that it's kind of quick snippets of exactly what you're trying to get across, but it's also got to provide value too, yeah. right? I mean, people like personality, people like dealing with people. I mean, I think there's the old adage, right? Put a video of yourself, a picture of food or a video of a cat and you're <laughs> going to get engagement, right? It's just, it's what it is. And it's, you know, it's really, really appealing to the human side of who people are. The fact is, as we're disconnected as we are in today's world, 
people are really longing for that type of connection. So yep. the more you can connect with people and make it personable and make it real, uh, you know, we want to be able to do that as well. So there's going to be a number of things that I would recommend. Uh, number one, uh, you know, have kind of your stage stuff like you see uh, where where you see in a lot of my videos, but also going live impromptu things, right? Something pops into your head. Uh, just create content. To be really yep. honest with you, my, my advice over everything else would be ship the product. If you think you did something wrong, that's okay. Ship it anyway, right? It's yep. it's it's a matter yep. of doing the thing yep. and not trying to make it perfect. Because if you wait to a perfect product, you've already waited too long. Yep. My advice would be just get out there and do it. I love it. Love it. That's exactly what I preach. It's like the ready, fire, aim thing. Like do it, right. fire it, and then, you know, aim as you go. Like it'll be exactly fine. It'll, it'll, it'll work. It'll work itself out. It's a great book. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually just published a video. Um, well, by the time this podcast published, it'll be, you know, probably a month or two old, but I, there's a video guide on MSP camp now. And it's like, how do you do video for MSPs? And it's like four mm -hmm. pages. And it's like, literally it's like to start off, grab your smartphone, you know, a little ring light <laughs> right? in a microphone, like, don't right. worry about it. Like, just get going, you yep. know, like it doesn't, you don't need to get some 4k camera and a, a film right. crew. Like I did you all know, my videos by myself to start I, off. I, right. And, and, and I would actually argue that those probably get a more engagement because they're more yep. personable. You know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, people be like, man, that's super low budget. But today, everyone's used to it. It's, it's right. what social media is. So um, I would argue that, that you probably get, probably get some pretty good response from stuff like that. A hundred percent. It's shifting in the other direction. We used to do these really professional green screen videos with like all these things that popped up and whatnot. And it's like, it used to do so well because it was a differentiator. And now the ones with the infinity white plain background with just some right. minimal graphics when we're talking do better. Cause you're right, right. It's just, it's like less polished. It's like, right. Like this podcast, like I, you know, sometimes I cuss on it and I'm just like totally right. myself. I don't hide anything. And it's like, you know, people are connecting with that and it's cool exactly. to see you're, you're spot on. It's just like, don't worry about being polished. Like I see, you know, yep. people get on there and they try and be like, you see them talk. You're like, you're not being yourself. Like chill, right. relax. And yeah. And, I guess I should say that's going to take some time. So if you're not yourself, the first 10 or 20 videos that you're doing it, like sure. that's okay. Like just yeah. keep trying and you'll find your voice. A hundred percent. I would say that authenticity is significantly more important than perfection. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. That's perfect. So what are, because most listeners of this are MSPs. You have a ton of MSP partners. What are your top MSP partners? What are they doing differently? Like, are, are they marketing differently? How are they growing mm -hmm. their business? Like that MSP that you're saying, damn, they added, you know, 100, 200 more endpoints just this month. What do you, do you have any insight as to what any secrets they're doing? <laughs> Yeah, you know, for them, I, I I see that they're we've been talking about branding this whole time, right? And I think that so many MSPs right now are missing the mark on their own branding and how valuable their actual brand is. Yep. You know, when you take a look at things like, um, hey, I've got a breach, right? Well, the company is the one that's going to be the one that's breached, but you as the IT service provider, it's your name because they're going to say, well, how isn't this what I pay you for? Isn't this why I do these things? Mm -hmm. And so that tends to trickle out. I mean, there tends to be a reputation hit when any of your organizations get breached by anything of that nature. So those are the people that I think are understanding and, and doing things more. And because of that, we're seeing a lot of partners that are really pushing the uh, MDR product from Blackpoint specifically because of that saying, hey, listen, we're in a world today 
where it is absolutely catastrophic if you get breached at this point, especially with social media, stuff goes viral, whatever the case may be. And and so many customers, uh, I hear their, I'm sorry, so many partners, I hear their customers saying things like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too small. No, you're not too small to get attacked. You're too small to make the news. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. And the fact is, is that just because if you're a smaller MSP, you need to be that much more protected. It's not something you can skip over. It's not something that can be secondary. The top PMSPs that we seeing, they're assuming and they're starting with there's going to be a breach. Yeah. That yep. is where they start. And yep. then they move their plan backwards directly from there. So from that point, there's a lot of different things that they can put into place. Obviously, a black point, some sort of MDR. At the very least, there needs to be somebody on your service desk that is taking no tickets whatsoever, except for security event stuff, right? And that, that can add some problems in logistics. But my point is this, they put security at the overall forefront. It's no longer just about keeping the customers up and running anymore. It's about keeping the the entirety of their situation and their and 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 being monitored and salute. It's funny, I, I I was talking to somebody about five or six years ago and they asked me, said Justin, you know, how how can I make sure that my data doesn't, you know, get leaked and they can't get my data? I said, well, first thing you got to do is get into a time machine and go back about 15 years yeah. and start worrying about that problem then. Because if we're having this conversation now, it's already too late. At this point, it's about monitoring and prevention of that data being used. I would argue the same is going to be today for security, right? At the end of the day, it's about monitoring and making sure that you are continuously taking a look at what's happening inside of your network and your cloud environments. Yep. A hundred percent. And for MSPs listening, like that mindset shift has been huge for us. It's mm-hmm. like, how did we become a security focused MSP? It's because right. we started thinking it's not about, you know, I know it's cliche, but it's not about, you know, if it's when, right. Um, Cause like when you just start assuming, okay, we're going to get breached. How do we prevent that as much as possible? And then how do we respond? Like you mentioned, when the house goes on fire, how do we have mm-hmm. to make sure we have all the sprinkler systems in place, right. everything ready to go for when that incident happens yeah um and that has turned us into a security focused msp just with that it wasn't even like we're trying to you know sell it and market it it's just mm-hmm. like we have to take care of ourselves now we have competency yeah. in blackpoint these other things and it's very easy to sell it's yeah. very easy to sell because now we know it it's not like we're trying to go to market with this it's something we're currently doing well and and to kind of add on that a little bit as well mm-hmm. Listen, a lot of cyber insurance agencies that are out there are either A, pulling out of the space altogether, or B, making sure that there has to be some sort of continuous monitoring of yep. what's happening inside, excuse me, inside of these organizations. Yep. So I would probably say take a look at your cyber insurance, uh, your EO insurance, and, and really kind of take a look. Because here's the thing: sometimes they still may insure you, but if you're not doing something like monitoring your network and something does happen. Not only does your reputation take a hit, but they're not going to pay. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, and I'm not saying that's for everybody, obviously, take a look at your your, your clauses and make sure you get that get that that written down standard standard boilerplate. This is not Justin from Blackpoint giving you insurance like, <laughs> information, right? Justin but, uh, said. But, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but with that being said, um, I've also seen certain partners say it's it's kind of like when I was running my MS, uh, when I was running my MSP and, and the MSP that I used to work for. Um, we, at the time, it was about image-based backup and disaster recovery. That's what, that was like the big push and file-based wasn't good enough. Tape was trash, all of that stuff. You had to have image-based and we would actually not take you on as a client unless you were willing to do an image-based backup disaster recovery solution with an offsite and a replicated offsite. Why? 
because the risk was too much for us. We can't reasonably say that we can support you and we're not willing to take that risk on. I would say that today we're in the same spot when it comes to manage detection and response. I think you're spot on with that because you're right. Like we are, we're not where you just said we want to be there. And I think we're going to get there soon. But yeah, if they don't have our backup in place, we're not taking them on, period. Right. But they're okay with me. They don't care what backup they use. And they sure, yeah, whatever you need right. to put in. And if they don't have our sonic wall, our firewall, which is sonic wall in place, right, then we're not going to take them. It's period. It's it's not a yeah. it's not a if or when. It's like, hey, this is what our team is competent in, and we know this works because we have literally hundreds of these deployed. And with MDR, like we are getting that point too. Same with cybersecurity awareness training. I had a conversation with yep. Art Gross, see over there, and I'm like, you're right. I, I don't even know why I'm trying to sell this. This needs to just be our package, right? Um, and you know, we have three service tiers because people like that good, better, best. But it's like, I'm sorry, but these are these are going to be on the on the good, right? right? Like they need to be in the standard. And this right. isn't this isn't a sales tool. This is like I want to be able to sleep better, you know? Sure. Like uh, you know, I mean, we make some money on on all these things as well, course, but. Yeah. But it keeps our like, imagine responding to an incident and how many hours and headache. And then the client doesn't mm -hmm. like that they got a bill because they didn't realize it wasn't part of the, they didn't read the MSA, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, let's skip all that crap. That's you know? so embarrassing too. That's yeah, so embarrassing. We provide you disaster recovery service and incident response. And then by the way, we took care of it for you, but here's a, here's a, here's a bill for, you know, thousands of dollars, a right? Big tough. bill. Yeah. Tough call. Yeah. So that's, that's, you're right. And it's like, we're, we're, we're moving into that and we're, we're maturing that level. I mean, we're pretty big MSP, but we do have yeah. clients of all different sizes and mm -hmm. all different industries. And, 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 you know, some are take, you know, like I mentioned, we have about, I think a third of our clients on black point right now nice. and, and we're yeah, going right. to be moving more and more. Um, so, but it's, you know, we're getting there. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, you mentioned the questionnaires and, you know, for any MSP listening, like that's a massive <laughs> like really good opportunity. It's a massive opportunity. Yeah. Like they send it to us. We happily fill it out. Sure. Um, and we say like, they're like, well, what are these things? It's like, these are the things we've been talking about at every quarterly review for the last X number of years, right? The, you know, MDR is what we've been talking to you about. Cybersecurity awareness training is, is what we've been talking about. And it's so mm -hmm. funny because as soon as that they see it on the cybersecurity questionnaire, the insurance questionnaire, they're like, okay, we do want to do this now, right? So it's like right. planting the seed, planting the seed, planting right. the seed. And then they say, okay, I need all these things. And now you can sell all those things. And you've just been reaffirmed, you know, that that all of these suggestions are right. I mean, right. most of the time clients just trust us, but sure, yeah, I sensitive. And then as soon as they get, you know, two or three parties saying the same thing, it's like, okay, cool, let's, let's just do the thing. Right. It adds validity to you being that trusted advisor as opposed to someone just trying to upsell them on something, right? Exactly. In, in that, actually, I got a, you know, it's funny you said that someone's like, um, I had a client, he's no longer, it was actually a co-managed client, which is our favorite. Sure. But, you know, I love co-managed, but the internal IT guy, you know, he was like, okay, well, I was like, hey, you guys, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are government entity. Like you have to have this stuff in place. He's like, all right, well, just send me what we need, but no fluff services. And I was like, like you, you think you must really think of me as a vendor. If you think I would sell a flop, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to sell any service that is just like, right. Hey, can you do this? I was like, no, if I'm recommending it to you, it's important. You know, exactly. Correct. And it's funny. Yeah. That guy, he was, he was adversarial to us and he's out. We're not out. Right. Like mm. that's our, our clients really mm. like us and we really like Weird. internal IT. You know, we really like internal IT. Yeah. It's like, Hey, no, I, I love working with co-managed when I was yeah. in an MSP. It was awesome. We had great but, relationships, but it, it, some that you said as well. And if you're an MSP going into co-managed, like make sure you have a great relationship with the IT person, but also yeah. a great relationship with the executives. Exactly. And you need to be, 
I don't want to say adversarial ever, but if the internal IT person needs feedback, you need to be able to provide that with radical candor. Hey, this person did not treat my staff correctly in this situation, or, hey, he's making a recommendation on your switches or servers or whatever that is not within our best practices, and we were not going to recommend that. Not to sow doubt in the internal IT guy, but you don't want him going rogue on you. And Mm -hmm. a lot of MSPs don't know, they don't really know co-manage very well. They've never done it. So sometimes they just let the IT internal IT step on them or the other way around where they treat the internal IT as, as kind of, you know, kind of crap. So you, it's, it's a, it's a fine line. Sure. You you define roles with the internal IT, you know, and you define roles with the executive. It's like, this is what we're doing. This is what they're managing. This is when they escalate, et cetera, et cetera. And then it works perfectly. Totally. That's great advice. But anyway, I kind of went on a rant there, but yeah, no, no fluff services. I'm like, okay, yeah, MDR is a fluff services. It's just going to save your butt. All right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, so for MSVs listening, you don't, don't bill to do those cybersecurity questionnaires. You should probably have a cybersecurity person on staff. They can fill out the questionnaire for your client. It'll take 10 minutes, right? Do they have this thing or not? And then use that, send it to your account manager, send it to the CEO, send it to the salesperson to upsell them on every single one of those things. It's been massively, we've added so much MRR in the last like year from those cybersecurity questionnaires and those compliance things with our government clients. It's awesome. I love it. (laughs) It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally free money. It's somebody else telling them that you need this. Yeah. Yep. And it puts them in the place they need to be at. Well, because nobody questions whether they need cyber insurance. Yeah. There's not a business in the world that questions that. There's not a business in the world that questions whether they need E&O, right? They understand the requirement for these things. Why? Because things happen. Just like there's no business that doesn't, at this point, realize they need backups, right? It's the same same exact concept. It's just there's a new threat that's out there. And here is the solve to that threat. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the... uh... One of the ways that Tom framed this, and I don't know if he got this, I don't know if he, Tom's the owner of Alltech. I don't know if he got this from you guys or he made up his own analogy, but he was like, all right. So like, cause you know, trying to teach, tell when you're prospecting or you're doing a marketing campaign or advertising campaign, it's hard to be like, manage detection response. Prospects can be like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So it's like what he positioned it as and kind of what we positioned in the campaign is like, all right, so imagine you have all of the layers in the world, right? You're protecting, protecting your fortress. So you got the, you know, you got the, 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 the fence and then the, the wires and then you got, you know, dogs and all the blah, 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 blah. He's like, so you got all the layers in the world. He's like, but what if someone, you know, tunnels underneath and now they're inside your fort? Like, do you have any guards? Do you have any guards right. in the fort? Or is it, do you just relied on all of those layers outside the fort and then in the fort it's just wide open? Right. So like the MDR is the, is the security guards. And like that right. seems to be clicking with the things you're like, oh yeah. So all of the things that you're putting in place, it's like either layers to protect me or something to recover me but what about right. that monitoring in the middle what about my security guards right um, so that seems to be you know at least positioning it well locally with our with prospects and clients yeah and i mean and to put it another way as well i mean the, there's there's definitely the threat actors that are trying to tunnel and find those pinholes but i would argue that the biggest threat is the person that you know accidentally gives the keys to the castle that's mm. the biggest threat right i mean cuz that's kind of like the 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 holy grail, if you will, of threat actors, legitimate credentials. Mm. That's what they're trying to get. Social engineering. If they can, the easiest way to get access to what they want to get access to is your data. And the only reason they want that data is for monetary purposes. They don't care about your data. They care about your money. Mm. And the only thing that they can do, the best way they can get that 
Let me get real credentials. Yeah. Let me get the actual stuff. The, let me get the real keys to the castle. And if I can pretend that I'm this person, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. That's a good point. So now I got to find an analogy for that too. This is gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Justin, you have, you know, coming here, uh, last couple of questions. You have a lot of experience in marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. What is maybe one or two and these this could be yeah. marketing tip or sales tip mm -hmm. like what is one or two marketing or sales advice tip that you would give to an msp listening right now like if they're trying to grow their business or market their business what what do you got for them hmm. okay first thing i would say from a marketing standpoint is don't spread yourself too thin uh don't compare yourself to what everybody else is doing because everybody else is doing the same thing i would say find one Thing or two things and get really, really good at that. Mm. So if it's chamber of commerce, great, get really, really good at chamber of commerce. If it's social media marketing that's working for you, get really, really good at that. Don't try to do everything all at once. And as you get really, really good at something, then maybe add something a little bit later. Yep. Um, the second piece would probably be more on the sales thing. I see so many people forgetting to ask for the sale. Mm. That is, I think, the biggest thing. It's they present, they give this awesome presentation, they show all of this value, and they say, okay, cool. Well, we'll follow up with you in a couple of weeks. Let me know what you think. Yeah. No, ask them for the sale. Hey, any what are the questions that you have for me? Oh, I don't have any questions. Fantastic. Well, when do you want to get this started? Yeah. What's the best way for me to get this going for you guys, right? Yep. And find a way for you to be able to ask for the sale. I, I would say that you would see probably your closing ratio go up rather significantly based by just those two things, I would say. Yeah, that's a great point. Those are two really, really good points. And like, you know, MSP camp, we've got this like, you know, ultimate marketing checklist and it's like three mm -hmm. phases and there's a bunch of stuff. And it's like, you know, this is going to take 10 to 20 hours a week to do all of this stuff. And I preach that they should do that, right? Like get yeah. a, get a coordinator and do all these things. But if you aren't going to get a coordinator and you're not actually going to do those things, like I love just get, be an expert at the one thing. Like Justin's right. great on LinkedIn. People know him. They see Blackpoint because of Justin and his things on the videos. Lawrence Systems. I met Tom. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Like that would mm. be so awesome from Lawrence Systems. He's got, you know, 300,000 YouTube subscribers. He makes so much extra money and I can't wait to hear exactly the specifics and all he does is video. That's it. That's all he does is video. So like your, your, your tips spot on. I have a guy in Colorado. He's a really good friend of mine. All he does is weekly email tech tips, weekly email tech tips. That's it. Every, yeah. every single week ongoing. And he's closed yeah. like half a million dollars in, in reoccurring, you know, annual revenue from that one thing. Right. So, so yeah, it's like, if you like, don't do the paralysis by analysis, if you can't do all the things on my checklist, if you can't right. implement all the things in my campaign checklist on msp-camp.com, like just do one thing really great. Yep. Do the one thing. Go to all the networking events. Go every every day, go to a networking event, right? If that's your thing, right? Go to, you know, post, become a Justin, become an art grows, post on social media to the world where you become a thought leader. You know, I just, that's great. It's really good advice. And then sales, yeah, don't be, don't be scared. I know we're, I know we're tech people and we get scared to ask for the sale, but like, just do it. Get in yep. there and ask. <laughs> It's only it's only scary till you start seeing more money come in. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, then it turns to confidence real quick. Exactly. That's great. Well, Justin, I really appreciate you being on. Um, this has been super duper helpful. And again, we we love y'all service. We we have a That's ton awesome. of confidence in it. It is. I'm not going to name the name of the other vendor we were using, um, <laughs> but it is just light years ahead ahead of 
that vendor when it comes to management. And yeah. you know what? My point is more expensive, but if I would have known a year and a half ago, every single time I would have chosen black. They could have, they, you guys could have doubled your price. And based mm-hmm. on my experience with the other vendor, I would still go with Blackmore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so a little social proof there for you. There's no, fi- by the way, there's no financial compensation in either way here. Right. We no, just love them. That's um, right. And then is there anything you wanted to kind of touch on or hit on before we kind of wrap things up, Justin? You know, the last thing I would say, everybody, is just is stay as educated as you possibly can. I mean, the 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 threat landscape is consistently changing. And I would say spend that half an hour, hour every single week, just taking a look at some security stuff. Feel free to follow me on LinkedIn if you'd like. There's some hopefully some good content that you can gather and glean from there as well. Um, you know, we've also got a couple of, of, of podcast and learning stuff. We have Black Point Command, um, as well as um, uh, Winning the Unfair Fight podcast that we do. Uh, no sales involved in either one of those. It's all very similar to what you're doing here. Nice. And uh, just wanted to push information out. I mean, listen, above everything else, whether you use our service or not, our overarching goal is to make sure that we can make businesses more secure. And um, we just wanna share the knowledge that that we have regardless of whether you're paying us for it or not we want to make sure that we can make you guys more secure love it love it you guys have the same mission as us i throw it mm-hmm. all on their podcasts for free all of the guides at msp camp are completely free right it's yep. like go get all the free stuff we just want to help your let's business just win. grow let's yep. win together yep makes cool. the whole channel look better i agree well justin i really appreciate it again thanks again for you know willing to jump on the podcast and uh I look forward thanks to for continue to selling and, and and growing uh both for our business awesome yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun really really appreciate your time today thanks for having me on thanks justin all right guys